welcome to the Fantasy Land Basketball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shorten. Now, I hope everybody has had a solid start to the season. We're, what, four, potentially three, depending on when your season started, weeks in. And I would like to think that everybody's off to a bit of a hot start. I have been fortunate enough to to be pretty successful across most of my leagues so far, um, undefeated in one, which is nice, um, and then a better than... Um, better than even records, a better than 50% record in every single other one, which is which is good. It's what you want to start the season as well. Um, you'll probably see from the timestamp that this is going to be a more condensed version of the podcast. I um, am lucky enough to be getting married on Saturday and I've got a hell of a lot of things that I still need to organize. So I will be, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing this um, punching out this podcast and then going to, to go book some more things and, you know, practice my, my dancing and my, um, and my vows and things like that. But I did want to start off by saying that with the Wave of Wire podcast, obviously there are teams that have good weeks, there are teams that have bad weeks. This week, um, San Antonio is not a team that you want to be streaming. So they've got two games this week. They have the day off, um, game on, game off, game on, and then they've got three days with no games. So I don't like streaming uh, Spurs plays this week as much as there are some good plays in like Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, um, uh, Thad Young, if he's still available. He's been a really good player while um, while Yaka Pirtle's out. And if they had a four-game week, they'd have a couple of these guys in here. But fortunately, they've got two, so I don't want to go near them. I'd rather maximize my... Um, players in my minutes um, with guys that have got four and, and even three game weeks. Before I get into that, I did want to touch on one of the sell high guys that I mentioned last week, which was Harrison Barnes. So if you've got Harrison Barnes and you have been thinking about whether or not to sell him, I think now is the time to do so. Um, over the last seven days, he's already dropped off. Um, he's down to nearly 19 points a game, 5.5 boards, which is a massive drop from his um, previous 10 board average or just under 10 board average. Uh, he's down to one triple and he's still shooting at 52%. So it's not even though it's a shooting slump. It's just been um, a lack of opportunities now with Darren Fox playing some much better basketball. Um, so I still think that there's a window there to sell high. Um, if you can, I, I would look to do so. We know that they're going to run everything through Darren Fox and then secondary to that, it's going to be Buddy Hield and Tyrese Halliburton and... He's down the down the pecking order. Rashawn Holmes is obviously going to get a lot of touches as well. So I think, yeah, after his hot start, now's the time to to start looking at offers and, and getting him out of your team. Um, on to the waiver wire side of things. So five guys, as I always go through, I'm looking at an ESPN. I'm looking at who is under 40% owned because that gives a bit of an indication as to if they are going to be owned in the majority of leagues. Um they may not be owned in, in any of your leagues. In fact, the league that I'm in right now um, and the ones that I've got up here to compare the players, none of these guys are actually available in my league, yet the highest percentage owned is 34.5% or 34.7% owned. Um, what that means is that it is probably a more uh, competitive league. It's one that I've been in for 10, 11 years now, and there's it's pretty thin out there on the waiver wire. Um, but what it does also mean is that there are some players that are in the 50s and 60% owned that aren't currently um, on a team in this league. But 
We'll go with the, the first guy. We've got Nicholas Batum. Um, probably the most boring guy that I could possibly talk about on this podcast. But Nick Batum, he is uh, obviously he plays for the Clips. Four games this week. He's 34.7% owned. And as far as waivers go, you, you don't necessarily want somebody who is going to shoot the lights out. You're wanting somebody who's going to... Um, who's going to be consistent and you know what you're going to get from them. Um, when I say shoot the lights out, I mean, you're not going for, you're not going for high side here. You're going for, um, you're going for consistency and you want to make sure that if they're coming into your team, you're not going to have any duds. You're going to have some guys who are just going to perform game in, game out. And Nick Batum is that guy. Over the last seven days, yeah, he's only averaging 12 points, but he's shooting at 59% from the field. He's getting you three and a half triples. He's getting you nearly five and a half boards. But more importantly, he's getting you 1.8 steals and 1.3 blocks with only 0.8 turnovers. Um, I mean, as far as waivers go, that's as consistent as you want to get. Um, as I said, boring. He's not going to give you 20 points on a night. He's not going to give you 10 assists on a night, but he is going to get that done every single night. He just gets himself into positions. He knows what to do and when, and he's playing some really good basketball at the moment. So he's definitely somebody that I think you should look at with a, with a uh, four-game slate this week. Dylan Brooks, he's the next cab off the rank here. Dylan Brooks is, uh, so they've got three games this week. He is 27.4% owned. The hesitation with Dylan Brooks is they were likely to sit him um, for random rest days because obviously he's coming back from an injury. But having said that, Taylor Jenkins has um, gone straight into the lineup with 26 minutes and 31 minutes. Um, they know that, well, we know that they love Dylan Brooks as much as that hurts D'Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain's production. But he started hot, 28.5 points, 4.5 rebounds, three triples, a steal on average, so two steals in the first and none in the second. But more importantly, he's shooting it at 46% from the field. Now, that won't be sustainable, the, the uh, 46%. I do think he's going to drop down to more of a 42 43% because that's who he is, um, which means that his points will drop off to 17-18. But, hey, right now, three-game week, he's owned in – 27.4% of leagues, which means that he's not owned in quick maths, 60, no, 73, 72.6% of leagues. And that is, it, it's climbing. Uh, his ownership is climbing. So he's somebody that you definitely want to be picking up this week with the potential to have him long-term and to, to hold him on, to hold on to him as the season progresses because D'Anthony Melton, as good as he is, um, he needs minutes to perform. Um, the same as Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks is the guy that they want there because he is the better wing option on the offensive end. Arguably, I think that, um, well, I know that um, D'Anthony Melton's better defender, but they like Dylan Brooks, so they're going to give him minutes. So he's somebody that you could probably lock in for close to 30 minutes a night uh, for each of the three games, and he's going to get you some really good production. Bobby Portis, he's the next guy I've got here. So Milwaukee, in fact, they're the next two guys. Milwaukee play three games this week. Bobby Portis is playing some ridiculous basketball right now, um, averaging nearly 18 points a game, two and a half triples, nearly 50% from the field, eight and a half rebounds, 1.3 steals, one block, and 
he is doing it pretty consistently. Um, over the last five games, um, 13, 19, 17, 22, 11 points. He's had double-digit boards in two out of those five games. Um, he's had two blocks in two out of those five games. He's got a steal in all by one, and he just looks really, really good whenever he's out on the court. He's playing with confidence. They love him, and I think that he's an absolutely viable option for your for your game week this week. They, being Milwaukee, they've got... The Lakers, OKC, and Orlando all at home. So if anybody's going to get a bit of a rise out of playing with the, the home crowd, it's Bobby Portis. And, I, yeah, I think that he could have a bit of a smash spot against maybe not, maybe not against the Lakers just because of their big lineup, but Oklahoma and Orlando definitely smash spots for Bobby Portis. Same as the next guy I've got here, who is Grayson Allen. I spoke about him last week, and he hasn't let up. Like, he's playing really, really well. In fact, out of all of these guys, Grayson Allen is averaging... Yeah, he's averaging the most triples. He's averaging close to the most points. Um, best free throw percentage. So, Grayson Allen, over the last seven days, 20 points on the nose. 46% from the field, 92% from the line, 4.5 triples, 3 uh, rebounds, 1.3 steals, and that's about it. He's a shooter, but I think this year he's going to go down as probably one of the better shooters in the league. Um, obviously, you're taking out you're taking out Steph Curry, you're taking out Bradley Beal whenever um, he comes back, and you're taking out Dame Lillard, those guys who are more than just shooters. Um, we're talking about guys like Clay Thompson. We're talking about guys like Duncan Robinson. Um, obviously, Grayson Allen's in there as well. Guys whose specific role is play a bit of D, um, but mainly knock down triples. And Grayson Allen is doing it better than everybody so far. Um, 4.5 triples, as I said, for the last seven days. On the season, that is 3.8 triples. 16 points on average, um, and he's only being owned in 24.6% of leagues, which is absolutely ludicrous. I, I get that his field goal percentage hurts, 44% from the field hurts, and until, um, and yeah, they've been kind of in and out. Drew Holiday's been out, um, Chris Middleton's been out, Giannis has been out, but he's locked in for that two-guard spot at least until uh, Dante DiVincenzo comes back, and then you could just make the move across to him, or you can see how the position um, shakes up because Grayson Allen might not lose that spot because, yeah, DiVincenzo is a better defender, but Grayson Allen's probably the best knockdown shooter that Milwaukee have got. So I really like him for the three games this week. As I said, um, they've got the Lakers, they've got OKC, and they've got Orlando for Grayson Allen. I think the Lakers is a good um, smash spot for him, and I think Orlando's a good smash spot for him as well. Not as convinced in OKC because they've got some really long defenders, um, which is a good segue for my next guy. Lou Dort, four games this week for OKC. He's only 12.3% of leagues, and I don't know how you can describe Lou Dort's um, offensive game except for absolute fire right now. He's hit 20 points out of three in his last three games. He's hit 17 or above in... Five of the last seven, he just looks on fire. He 
is somebody who's going to be a streaky shooter. Um, he's not somebody I would necessarily want to rely upon whenever for full season value whenever it comes to the offensive end. But he's not doing it from knockdown triples. He's only going at 1.7 triples. And he's still averaging 48.9% from the field, 20.7 points over the last seven days, nearly six rebounds, um, just under a steal, under half a block. And they've got four games this week. So if you're looking for value and you're looking for multiple games played, they've got Miami, they've got Houston, and then they've got Milwaukee away and Boston away. Some tough games in there um, and some games where OKC are going to need some scoring, um, some games where they could get blown out. But he's going to have every single crack at some... Well, he's obviously going to play big minutes because they love playing him big minutes. And the other thing that they love is they love his um, his defense. And if he can get his defensive game going um, without the stats, because we know that he's a hardened defender that hasn't translated into the, you know... 1.5, 1.6 steals over a block, that sort of stuff. But if he can get some some nice stops, um, that will translate onto his offensive end, which we've seen the last couple of games as well. So they've got, as I said, they've got uh, four games this week. They've actually got five in the next seven days. So um, Lou Dort is definitely somebody that I'll be looking at as soon as he hits the wave wire in, in my leagues. But other than that, as I said, short and sweet podcast this week. I will be going live again on TikTok Um Hopefully Wednesday, um, might be Thursday. But again, if you're uh, a, a newcomer, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. If you are somebody who has been here before, thank you for, for joining me. You'll see my uh, my new tee here, the Fantasyland uh, Basketball Podcast um, logo there. If you are keen on one of these, do let us know and I'll, uh, I'll get one sent out to you. But otherwise, until next time, hopefully you get the win and don't forget to rate and subscribe.